In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Michelle Mission. Excuse me. Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, are, we are taking the, the, the spotlight that usually sh- we shine on black films from... The 40s to the 2020 aughts. And we're taking that spotlight and we're putting it on one thing and one thing only. And that is the Black Star Film Festival. Yes, sir. Which will be happening um, this coming weekend here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection that we like to call Philadelphia. It is the annual celebration of the visual and storytelling traditions of the African diaspora and of global communities of color showcasing films by black, brown, and indigenous people from around the world. And we are very, very privileged to have on the phone with us I I think they may be the black stars of the Black Star Film Festival, Vince. We have (laughs) Maori Holmes and Nihad Cater of Black Star. How are you doing, ladies? Yes, yes. Welcome. Doing great. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk talk to us. Now, I've always been curious, you know, people want to know about, you know, like the origins. How did the Black Star Film Festival start? Uh, the Black Star Film Festival is not old, but it's not young. So right. it is a definite thing. And that's, and that's a good thing. Yeah, everybody love, loves that. Um, so while I do want to hear about, you know, the, the, the brief 30-second pitch on the origin of the Black Star Film Festival, I'm also curious in how you came up with the name Black Star. Where did Black Star come from? Uh, sure. Um so the festival started in 2012. I initially thought, this is Mayweary, um, I initially thought that uh, it would be a one, maybe one and a half day. I was calling it a micro festival. I had been doing an art and social justice film series called Kinowatt, um, which recently I've been like, ah, I should have called the festival Kinowatt. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was doing this art and social justice series and the person that I was co-curating with uh, wanted to take the summer off. And so I don't know how to take time off. And I kept coming up with ideas. And I wanted to do uh, a focus on um, Africa broadly and was thinking about celebrating the African diaspora, um, leading me to think about Black August. And uh, initially was going to do a festival of multiple disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a background in film, but I also have a background in a bunch of other things and have curated performance and was thinking about fashion and 
all of these um, other disciplines. But I started with film, that's my wheelhouse. And as I started thinking about what black films hadn't screened in Philadelphia, um, all of a sudden I very quickly had like 30 films. Oh, wow. Um, which ended up being a crop of 40 when by the time we, you know, finished. But once I had those 30, I was like, I have a festival. You know, it was kind of ridiculous the number of things that hadn't been a part of the Philadelphia Film Festival largely or come, you know, theatrically. And so um, we had a festival and um, played around with a couple of different names. I was thinking about Philadelphia's role in the Underground Railroad and started thinking about North Star and, you know, sort of trying to think about Philly um, has all this amazing history um, in terms of black freedom movements. And I was trying to sort of connect to that legacy and then connect to independent film. And so, you know, was just thinking of so many things. And then uh, one of my really, really close friends, Dr. Yaba Blaze, uh, who is Ghanaian, um, so shout out to the Black Stars. Ghanaian, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> she made the suggestion that we consider calling it Black Star um, because of this legacy, you know, from Garvey to Nkrumah, um, and then also just thinking about film being, you know, light. Um, and of course, thinking, of, you know, the art of light, we're thinking about black people on screen. It had this like multivaried meaning. Mm. And so um, I grew up, you know, slightly Pan-African. I won't say my mother was card carrying, but um, <laughs> definitely around, you know, conscious folks, celebrating Kwanzaa, all those kinds of things. And so, um, you know, Garvey's a contested but really important figure. Um, and Nkrumah, of course, is a hero. And so, you know, it was like important for me to connect to that legacy if we were going to talk about African diaspora. Um, and so that's how we got to the name. OK, I, this is Vincent. I wanted to circle back to something that you said um, about the origins, basically about there were you said 30 films that hadn't been shown in Philadelphia when Black Star started uh, that first year, that, yeah. that first year. Now we're going into the eighth year, and and that's something that Lynn and I are very passionate about, sort of filling the spaces with our voices and our images where they've been absent. In the eight years since you've started, do you think that there's been a change in programming in Philadelphia generally because of your presence? That's really interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I honestly uh, don't know the answer to that. I think that there has been a change generally, generally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like I think nationwide, um, actually like kind of in the global Northwide uh, folks have been programming a lot more work by black and brown and indigenous filmmakers and Mm -hmm. black star kind of started right at the top of that. So it was just like, you know, one of those interesting coincidences, but I don't know. I don't know if you have a better sense than I do, Nihan. I don't know. I mean, I think I would agree with that sentiment. That was the first thing I thought um, right before um, you started talking about it is, and I think, you know, we've been talking about it too, is just kind of broader change and um, yeah, I don't know, broadening community, um, yeah, there's just a lot going on with technology and aesthetic. Um, yeah, in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia, it's hard to say. Look, I'm going to claim it. Y'all done made change come. There you go. Black Star. That's what they do. That's what they do. It, it was a little political, wasn't it? They were a little Like, that was nice. I don't want to say. 
But it's coincidence. Right, right, right. It kind right. of started when we kicked things off. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand. I understand. Do you know? They got to. They gotta... Right. We'll say it. We'll say it for you. We'll say it for you. <laughs> so, so that was, you know, you started with 30 films bef- uh, before. And, and now, like I said, you know, Black Star is not old, but is, neither is it young. But the beautiful thing about it, it is firmly established. It is now indeed a thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, especially because of, of one that right now I'm in the midst of kind of like putting on a festival myself, is like, um, how do you feel from just that, that first year when you just said, you know what, I think I could put on a festival. And now I would imagine mm. this is now almost taking over, you know, almost every aspect of your lives in, in the years. <laughs> Um, well, that's sort of an interesting question. It's not the first festival that I've done. So mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't say that I, I took it. I, w- I didn't come to it casually, okay. um, which is why I didn't plan to start another festival. I was like, I'm doing this one a time thing because I had previously run a festival for women in film and music. And, you know, it was quite an endeavor. Um, it shifted a lot of things <laughs> for me personally. And Um, you know, had to learn and grow a lot in terms of fundraising and event logistics and managing staff and all those kinds of things. And I had done that um, from 2007 to 2009. And so I kind of thought I was not going to start another festival because that one was so hard. Um, And so what ended up making this something that we returned to was one, the response to it. The first year we had Mm -hmm. well over 1,500 people, um, including people like me had, um, you know, people coming from all over, they were living mm. in different places, um, the local support for it. Um, and then also um, having such wonderful press that first year. Um, and then people really, really feeling compelled to come back. And so I was like, oh, well, this is this isn't what I realized it would be. And I guess I got to keep going. OK, well, let's talk about the festival this year a little bit. What, what are some of the the highlights or, or, or some of the events going on that, that you want to point out right now, exactly. Yeah, do you want to take that one? <laughs> I was hoping you would begin. <laughs> um, well, one thing, one, one thing, one thing if, if, if we can start, um, I'm, I'm looking here and looking at everything that's going to be happening uh, at the Black Star Film Festival, which is actually going to be kicking off on Thursday, August 1st, Mm -hmm. and running through uh, Sunday, August 4th at various venues all across the city. You can go to blackstarfest.org to get all of that information, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm looking here, and I'm I'm seeing like the kickoff is a, a feature that was written and directed by uh, Numa Perrier that explores the complex life of a young 19-year-old introduced to the world of internet fetish cam girls. Well, y'all are just coming out the, out the shoot, just like, here, bam, <laughs> what? What, what? What is Jezebel? The movie is called Jezebel. What, what's that all about? Can we ban people? Calm down. No, can we ban people? Look, what take, they take, said was not right. Take a breath. All no, right? because th- look, that's look, not look, okay. Look, look, take a breath. I'm trying I'm, I, to I, take a breath, but that's not okay. You have to do something. I'm, you have to ban him. Did you not hear what just happened? I, I heard everything, all right? He just called me a nigger. I know, I know. Look, okay, I'm not going to tolerate that. Look, 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 
I'm not banning him, all right? He's a what? good customer. A all good right? customer? Look. Okay, so you, you don't wanna, care about your... If you want to work here, you got to grow thicker skin, all right? What? Not everybody's like your boy Bobby. Yes. Well, this film, I mean, um, one of the reasons that we're so excited to have it is that Numa has been a, a part of the Black Star, you know, sort of family or alumni uh, since our second year. She uh, is one of the founders of uh, Black and Sexy TV, and um, they came with a project our second year. She has come with her own projects as director since. And so she's someone, um, there are quite a few people who come with shorts or web series or, you know, kind of other short form projects and then return with features. And this was her debut feature, um, which premiered at South by Southwest this year. And she was really keen on having um, a big splash at Black Star. And um, we were really excited to consider it um, for so many reasons uh, being the opening night film. And I will also say, this is Nihad, um, there's uh, also a, a personal essay that Numa wrote that is in this year's Black Star catalog that talks about the film. Um, it's a very personal film to her. Um, and so, yeah, what a more exciting way to kind of get the festival going than, um, than by, yeah, doing a film by a woman director um, talking about some really important issues taking us back to the 90s. That's that's what's up. From 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 new films to to classic films, I think it's worth saying that you will have a panel commemorating the 30th anniversary of Do the Right Thing. It's been 30 years yeah. since Do the Right Thing <laughs> dropped. And it looks like it's it's going to be a conversation between Spike Lee and Tarana Burke. I'm sorry. And I was just wondering how that came about. That's that's quite a get. Tarana is, is a close friend and has been a part of Black Star since his first year. Um, she's written for our catalog and been a part, um, you know, of the Rara crew <laughs> since the beginning. Um, so that's, you know, how we got her in air quotes. Um, she's, you know, just really supportive um, as a person. And uh, she was willing to, you know, be a part of anything we, we asked her. Um, and then Spike came... Uh, to our second festival also in 2013. And at that time, he was interested in promoting a Kickstarter that he had. And one of our guests that year was doing some consulting with him and um, told him he should be here. And so that was, you know, again, a really, really wonderful uh, connection for us. And, you know, this year we were planning, um, most of our panels this year were planned in partnership. And we were planning um, something focused on social justice with Color of Change and the Open Society Foundation. And Rashid Shabazz, who's their director of storytelling, and I, um, and we had, were trying to sort of figure out, you know, what was our topic going to be? Who could our guests be? Um, and at some point, we realized that it was Do the Right Things 30th anniversary and then kind of had this aha moment. Um, what if we could get Spike? Um, you know, it would be great to do this and then have him in conversation with Tarana. And so um, the really other interesting thing is that Tarana notes that watching Do the Right Thing um, in 1989 is one of the things that spurred her to become an activist. Wow. And um, the organizing that was being done around Yusuf Hawkins at the time, you know, she was a teenager in the Bronx. And so the film, I know she's not the only one who has that feeling, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's, I think between Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X, so many people of my generation, that's how we were moved to act. And so 
Um, I just think it's really a beautiful circle in that way that Toronto will get to talk about her relationship to the movie. Um, and then we also get to talk about some of the sustained issues that are dealt with in the film that unfortunately we're still dealing with, of course, um, and so have this kind of 360 picture. Yeah, we're still learning how to do the right thing, as it were. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. But it, it it's also a testament to the, the power of film and how influ- influential and inspirational it can be. Just like you said, both films, Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing, not surprisingly, both produced and directed by Spike Lee, um, have played a, a part in getting people activated to to be more present in those in those spaces as well as getting people to get behind the camera themselves start writing their mm-hmm. own scripts start uh, formulating their own stories telling their own stories and their own narratives in their own way and in their own, developing their own style their own visual language from it so uh, to have do the right thing you know highlighted here at the Black Star Film Festival, that is that that is that is definitely a feather in your caps. Well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. And actually to go off of that as well, I think um I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the Luminary Award this year uh, is going to Marsha Smith, who's the president of Firelight. And um, so much of what you're saying, I was thinking about uh, the work that Marsha Smith does. And, you know, during the festival, she's going to be there as well as the Firelight team. But um, Marsha is going to be doing a conversation at the festival as well. Um, And so that should be a really kind of great way to get even more insight into the, the Film, you know, the filmmaking by people of color process, and um, and this woman who's kind of helmed a lot of that process as well, um, and uh, just to sort of learn about her work and her craft and the support that she's offered to filmmakers over the years as well. And and for those who may not be uh, familiar, Firelight Media they produce films that focus on exposing injustice and illuminating the power of community. Um, you can go to Firelight media.tv to get all the information on that that is that is definitely something when we were actually looking at the lineup for ourselves you know like well you know we're gonna go to black star what we want to take in um we wanted to definitely be in in the room be present to see uh miss smith be awarded the luminary award there uh one of the other things that i wanted to to touch on uh, real quick, and there's a bunch of things that is happening there, ladies and gentlemen, and we don't have time to get into all of that and get into all of the films that are going to be there. We'll try and touch on uh, at least list a couple of them. There's going to be like the premiere of a documentary um, by Roger Ross Williams on the Apollo. Oh, uh, yeah. A history of the Apollo Theater. Um, uh, uh, Solange Knowles. Well, I... Does she go by one name as well? Is she Solange? All she needs is the one name. All she needs is Solange. All right, so Solange uh, will be there to screen uh, When I Get Home. Uh, Her film is going to be also part of the Black Star Closing Night uh, film presentation. And then there's a documentary series that The Roots, uh, Questlove and Black Thought, are producing along with Alex Gibney, noted uh, documentarian. Uh, it's a hip hop series, uh, a documentary series, Hip Hop The Songs That Shook 
America, where they take a look at a different song from the catalog of hip hop and speak on that artist and that song's uh, 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 place within the culture over the last few years. I, I saw a couple of clips online, them talking about um, Kanye West and, right, right. and talking about Nas and, and, and cannabis. That promises to be something real. Looks like a real labor of love. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And it's going to be like, uh, and they're going to be featuring it here at Blackstar. It only makes sense that The Roots would have their documentary series featured at the Black Star Film Festival. Hip-hop literally breaks down barriers because it's a subculture that was meant to break down a velvet rope. 1977, uh, take, a, take an exclusive club, metaphorically speaking, and literally, like Studio 54, a place where you're not allowed in. There's a velvet rope there. So the rejection of outsiders and certain few, they, they spawn and create off all these, these miniature subcultures around New York City in 1977. It spawns off the punk rock movement in the, in the, in the village. Uh, the gay uh, underground disco uh, parties of like that Larry, Le- Larry Levan will later pioneer, like the Paradise Garage and whatnot. It spawns off that. And it spawns off hip-hop culture in the Bronx. 1977 was the key year for that. The reason why hip-hop can break down barriers is because it gives uh, an undeniable, uh, unavoidable voice to the voiceless and the have-nots. So for every time someone's holding the proverbial uh, uh, velvet rope in your face or being hands-off with you, Miracles occur. If I can ask you both, I wondered if if either of you or both of you had a hip hop song that shook you. So many. (laughs) So So many. many. Way too many. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I remember the first song that made me uh, sort of like fall in love with hip-hop and claim it. You know, I have listened to it. I'm born in 78, so you know, it is completely the soundtrack to all of my growing up, but I didn't really own it for myself until I heard the Buddy remix Mm, in like 91. Nice. Nice. There's something about that that like, I was like, oh, and maybe it was Moni Love's voice. I don't know what it was, but I was completely like this is about to be my life. And it was <laughs> for like mm. the next 10 years. Um, but Shook, I think it's, it's not even really a hip hop song. Um, but on Outkast, um, I think that's on Equimini. It's the track with like their whole crew, like all the Dungeon family. It's Joy, it's Erica Badu, Goody Mob, right, right. Um, Big Rube, all those folks. Um, that song, which name I can't even think of right now, I remember to this day I, I play it and I shiver. <laughs> like I actually shake. Um, but it's it's not even a hip hop song, so it's kind of unfair. But it's outcast. I was just about to say that it's from hip hop. But well, those those <laughs> those are good choices. Hip-hop. Yeah, I don't have one answer. There's no way. But uh, as a Philadelphia native, um, I will say, as you were asking that question, the first 
song that came to mind was hip hop, you the love of my life. So <laughs> that's a great, that's, that's a, um, yeah, that when I'm not in Philly, that all, that song always reminds me of Philly. So I don't know. I, I don't know about a song that shipped me, but that's the one that's on my mind. Okay. That's still, that's, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's good. Mine was the freaks come out at night. So oh, you're doing better than me. <laughs> So, I'm just gonna keep it real. But um, <laughs> we were doing so well. What? <laughs> it, it, one of the thing, one of the recurring themes that I'm hearing um, in you talking about the Black Star Film Festival and all of the people that are going to be involved in in the 2019 edition is that how many of them are returning fans or guests or you know um participants or you know people that were uh, instructive in building black star into what mm. it is now and that they they are now returning with their own projects you know to, um to put in front of the masses and i think mm. and i and and i think that that's that's really cool and that's kind of the community that you want to build and I think that Black Star the Black Star Film Festival has built in Philadelphia that kind of like communal spirit of the whole um the filmmaking uh 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 you know audience or or professionals as it were uh here in the city of brotherly love and that couldn't coalesce better than this year, when you're about to kick off your inaugural Black Star pitch, tell people what that's all about. Um, so we've uh, the festival is we I like to say is filmmaker centric, and um, we're really the directors are our first audience, and so we're always trying to think about ways to um, you know support them, and I think. That comes from um, Nihad and I are both filmmakers. Lynn, you know that. Um, and mm-hmm. so we're very much like interested in, in how we can resource our community. And so doing a pitch is something that we're not really an industry-focused festival, um, but we are always, people need to make money. <laughs> so they're going to make money working <laughs> no, in right. the industry, right? Right. And so we, are, we get approached by you know organizations often who are always like, how are you, you know, interfacing with the industry? And it just kind of came up over and over. And then this year, a friend um, who participated in a lot of these pitches had the bright idea that we should do it. They thought they would be able to get us some money to do it. Um, and so that's kind of how we ended up here. Um, and excited to do it. I wish we had more money to give away. Um, but it's kind of amazing the response that we had we invited all these judges thinking most of them would say no. And almost every single one has said yes. So now we have like nine judges from HBO to Netflix to, <laughs> you know, MacArthur Foundation. And, uh, you know, here we are. And um, also in the background, getting inquiries from other production companies who want to make sure they know, you know, who pitched afterward. And so, you know, it, it's interesting to find ourselves kind of facing in this way um, as the festival grows into more than a festival than having year-round work. And so this is this is where we are. Let me tell you something. As a filmmaker, I was upset that I couldn't apply to the Black Star pitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know I know that's right. I mean, because if you're here in the city of brotherly love and you know about the Philadelphia Film Festival, and there's and I'm sure this is probably true with film festivals all across the country, a lot of film festivals, they have similar things where you can like pitch you know you people get a get an opportunity to, to pitch their things in, in front of you know um professionals and they can hear you out and and hear your story and everything and one of the things with the philadelphia film festival as you know successful as it has been i've been there a bunch of time i've, I've pitched films there before um sometimes you feel like you're not pitching to people that understand what the story is that you're pitching you know right. they're not familiar with you know they're not familiar with the audience that you know will resonate mm-hmm. with the story that you're pitching. So it's not hard mm-hmm. to imagine that once, you know, the the signal went out looking for people to pitch at Black Star, people, you know, they they were like, whoop, 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 whoop. They were like, they were like, yes, I'm <laughs> on it. I'm on it. I'm there. And then once you realize in 2019, that content is king and you have all of these streaming services, all of these little, mm. you know, like uh, network lets that are like popping up all over the place um, and they all need content. You send out that, mm. that call for judges. They're going to come like, yes, because who knows? You never know what's going to be mm. walking in that door. That's the that's the beautiful thing about the, that industry. And that's the beautiful thing about you know, pitching your your movie, you never know what is going you're going to hear, and people want to be there mm-hmm. on that ground floor and to have Black Star present a platform for that. That is, is sensational. So uh, I, again, I can't I can't give you more kudos. So you know. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Y'all doing it. So um, we're, we're going to we're going to wrap up a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to let you know about some of the things that are, are uh, the films that are going to be there. Like I said, the Black Star Film Festival, Thursday, August 1st through Sunday, August 4th. There are going to be films all throughout this all throughout the city. Um, you go to Black Star blackstarfest.org you can get uh, their entire schedule we talked about uh, there's going to be Jezebel there's going to be the world premiere of the Apollo there's going to be the world premiere of Test Pattern by um, uh, Shatara Michelle Ford Shatara Michelle Ford uh, I mean this is they follow an interracial couple in Austin Texas whose relationship is put to the test as they go from hospital to hospital in search of a rape kit um Yes, that film is a world premiere, by the way, and it's really, really um, nuanced and terrific. I can only, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, we talked about hip hop, that the songs that shook America. There's also going to be a documentary short, uh, "One Day Go, Be One Day." It's, uh, talking about yes. the, the music of Fela. I mean, there's so many things that are going to be happening here. I, I, me and Vince, we uh, know that. Fans of the Michelle Mission, Dorian Missick is going to be in the place for the Black Star Film Festival. Um, he is a, a. He will. Yes, yes. He is. He, he's a. <laughs> he's a, a um, we like to say he's a fan of our show. Um, so, so, <laughs> um, so, so I mean, there's going to be tons. If I, I'm curious, real quick, from you, because you know the bigger names, you know, 
the roots and and then Spike Lee, the, the the commemoration of do the right thing. That's going to bring that's going to bring the, all the people to the yard. You know that. But if there was one film, whether it be a short or a narrative, that you really wanted to just make sure to shine an extra special light on that you want people to be aware of this year at the film festival, what would it be? Oh, that's so tough. That's a, that that's is, a terrible question. That is a really hard question. <laughs> we want you to we, choose one of your children. <laughs> These films are all so great. <laughs> they I, are. I don't know. Part, part of me wants to talk a little bit about the process of, you know, choosing them because um, it's just it's just so hard. It's just so hard to say. Mayori. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there, there's no one film. I think it's, uh, you know, we've tried to make space for things as much as possible. We have a lot of concurrent programming. People are going to have to make really hard decisions this year, more than ever. Um, we have three, sometimes four things happening at the same time. And uh, we, you know, um, I'm really excited. Um, I, I'm willing to admit that my... Mm, that I think a very precious block is Shorts Program 10. Um, you'll note that most of the films in that program are nominated for um, a jury award. Um, the, some of the filmmakers in that block are just people that I'm incredibly excited to see where their career goes. Um, that's a really special one. Um, our Closing Night program, which has um, a film that's directed by a collective, and that collective includes Kamasi Washington. Bradford Young, Terrence Nance, Jen and Kiru, and Mark Thomas. Um, it's a really special film. In that same block is another film by Jen and Kiru, which I had also curated into the Whitney Biennial this year. And then we have Solange Knowles' director's cut of When I Get Home. And so I think the Closing Night program uh, is the first time we're doing a shorts program um, to close out the festival. So that is also exciting. Um, I think that people should come to both of those. Uh, I'm also really happy um, we have a program of Darius Clark Monroe's uh, short films about racket sports. Um, they're in, that's another thing that was at the Whitney. <laughs> so I guess maybe I'm being a lazy curator or just really excited to show this work again. Um, and so uh, that, those will be shorts people shouldn't miss. And then there's the Burial of Kojo, um, which is like just an exceptionally beautiful film. Um, that has been on Netflix for a couple of months. Um, but we know that people really enjoy the experience of being in the cinema, of being in community, of getting an opportunity to meet a director. And so I really, really encourage people to see that film because it's, it's just, it's not like anything I've ever seen. Okay. And if I can make my quick pitch. Yes, um, absolutely. Is a... It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit different. I just want to say that the the films that are programmed this year are just so broad in scope, and I think you know that's part of what people like is that they you know the the festival speaks to people. I think because people find themselves in it, um, or at least I hope in some capacity in some way. So my big recommendation is for people to just sit down for like. Give yourself half an hour, 40 minutes. It won't take that long. Go through the, the schedule and the program. You know, we try to make it easy on the website so you can look at, you know, if you have a time that you can come, you can see what's playing at that time. 
Or if you want to look films up by subject, you can do that as well. Um, but there's something for everybody. They're really, really phenomenal. Um, I'm right now just looking at The Infiltrators, um, which is, you know, a, a film about something very, very important, which is uh, deportation centers. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's one film that I'm just kind of looking at right now. Um, there's all kinds of things going on um, in terms of documentary and fiction and from all over the world. Um, so, yeah, so just it's not a lot of time, you know, uh, study up on it and just try not to miss that film that you really need to watch because, you know, they're very, very moving. It's really powerful work. Okay. Well, thank both of you for joining us. We're, we're looking forward to the film festival and, and, and we appreciate you taking the time to spend with us to talk about. Now, of course, we have to put in the plug for each of you to come and do an actual episode where we talk about a movie. So, so both of you are invited. <laughs> yes. That's a, that, would that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After the festival, after, after the, fe the fe after you, you're a little press. busy this weekend, <laughs> you know, you know, but you know, I, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear about your experiences at Black Star. Or what movies you're excited about? Or yeah, I wanted to hear from you guys. I said, uh, "Hip Hop: The Songs That Shook America." I saw the clips online, and that just got me open for wanting for wanting to check that out. Um, I know Vince is a a, a lifelong yes. fan of Spike Lee. Yes, Do the Right Thing may be my favorite film of all time. So, oh, wow. yeah, I'm so, looking forward to that. So you don't you don't know how much you you right. lit a fire under his uh, under his belt right, with right. that. The uh, Terrence Nash Kamasi Washington film. I'm look because because we're big Terrence Nash fans. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, and and then like you, uh, Mayori, I think because when you are a uh, little bit of a, a independent filmmaker, or at least uh, in that world to to some extent, you have an appreciation for the power of a really good short film. So, like, just going and just sitting and just I watching was just a whole about bunch to of say short that. films, just sitting and watching the shorts. Yeah, that that's yeah. Sometimes that's the best part of going to the festivals because not not only are you being introduced to very you know powerful stories and tales and, and imagery, but you're being introduced to new voices. Exactly. So that's mm -hmm. what I that's what I'm really looking forward to. Just sitting there and just taking it all in, just sitting and watching the shorts just wash over me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love the shorts programs, too, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mayori Holmes, Nihad Cater of Black Star Film Festival. The Black Star Film Festival, ladies and gentlemen, again, can't say you didn't, don't know. It's Thursday, August 1st to Sunday, August 4th. You can get all of the information, all the ticket information, all, their entire schedule. Go to blackstarfest.org. Get all of that information it is it is quickly becoming one of the more significant film festivals in the United States absolutely and that is a tribute to the hard work of everyone Not to say we're very uh, proud the of scenes. all of the work that you've done and everything that you all have achieved in a relatively short time Thank you so much. That's really thank you. generous. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for taking the time to, to see with us tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Take care, ladies. Bye.
Have a good night. Bye-bye.